Spotify. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Okay, good morning. What a wonderful time to be together this morning. We have just returned from Israel and uh, there were 24 sites and we accomplished all of them. We saw things we never seen before. And by the way, the struggle uh, of uh, unrest was not there for us. It all happened in the West Bank and we didn't go over there except uh, we've been to uh, Bethlehem. But the rest of it is just history. We we didn't see any unrest or any problem. The airport was closed one day and opened the next. And so I don't know what the media does tell you, but uh, we were just blessed of the Lord, enjoying the trip. And 28 people on this trip, it was a wonderful experience. Next year, if God allows us to do, we'll then take the Turkey trip, visiting the seven churches of Revelation, if God allows us to go and the political unrest is easy, we're going to spend a whole week uh, in Ephesus and Thyatira uh, and all the seven churches. Go to your Bible in chapter 10. Since we're talking about unrest in Israel, let's take a look. And, he, and when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manners of sickness and all manners of disease. And of course, this is the implementation of the kingdom of God. This implementation of the kingdom of God required uh, an approach to personal ministry that is very aggressive. And of course, Jesus used, used the power of God to reprimand Satan. Now, the, the names of the twelve apostles were Simon, Peter, Andrew, his brother. They're from Bethsaida. James, son of Alphys. Lebus, whose surname was son of Alphys, and Lebus, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanite, the zealot, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Of course, eleven were Galileans, and one, Judas Iscariot, was a Judean. So, in this idea of telling them what they're going to meet, it begins on verse 16. The mission was going to the ways of the Gentiles and to any city of the Samaritans, enter not. But only Gentiles. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be you therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves very difficult to, to, to visualize the idea of being wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove, meaning that everything depends on your ability to communicate properly and to say that which God tells you to say. Uh, but then again, men comes into the equation. Look at verse 17. Beware of men. For they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. This is speaking about the religious world. Or how, how those who are unsaved and those who are contrary to Scripture, those who are not called of God, 
come against you. I've experienced that most of my ministry. And of course, I've tried to be gentle as a dove. Uh, but at times, I must confess to you that I had to defend myself physically. And, uh, and that's the so-called problem with those that are in the church but never belong or called to be in the church. And you have to, you have to be a serpent here just as, as wise to make sure that you don't get yourself in a situation where you're going to waste time in dealing with it. The problem here is the time element. It's impossible. If there is an accusation and they take you to court, pay a lawyer to take care of it and continue to do the work of the Lord without having to waste your life in suit and contra suit and all of this, which, which defeats the purpose of your call. Be aware of men, for they will deliver you up in, unto the councils. And how many times I have been called into council. God always sent someone to defend me, and I didn't have to say anything. And you shall be brought up before governors and kings. The persecution by the church is often followed by that of the state. For my sake, animosity against Christ. For a testimony against them in the Gentiles. And so the Lord says, if if you're in a struggle in order to somehow speak your faith in a situation that is contrary to Scripture and you cannot understand it properly, make sure that you be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, but at the same time find a way to be a witness to the situation to those that are there. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It's like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows. Meaning, you've seen children in the marketplace yelling and screaming and throwing things at you and saying, We have popped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. And so Israel refused to mourn with the Baptist when they demanded repentance or to rejoice with Christ. They simply would not answer any shape or form. For John called, came neither eating nor drinking. For they say he has a devil, a demon. What the religious said, John had no social life. Mainly because he, he was in the Judean desert. He was in the area of, of, of Jordan today, where the real baptism place took place. He's inside you have to take the Allenby Bridge to get into, into Jordan. You have to pay $62 as a visa for the day. And it wait about three hours for the buses are packed. And it's one person at a time. And it takes a long time. So Jesus, uh, John the Baptist, was in that area of, of Jordan, uh, in, in, uh, of the River Jordan, when he baptized Jesus. And they said to him that he had a demon. Now notice, notice this. You see, he was the son of Elizabeth in Zechariah. He was uh, a man called of God to announce the coming of Christ. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes the sins of the world. Suddenly, the one who has been given the inspiration and the anointing to recognize who Jesus was, is recognized now as having a demon. That's how, that's how complicated the spiritual world of today and our churches are. 
because they see from a perspective that God is not with them. You see, there's no wisdom unless the Holy Spirit gives to you. And when you have no wisdom, you read books and you do all kinds of uh, uh, argumentation in your mind and, 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 and you come into consensus with other brothers and sisters and suddenly you're, you're sinning against someone that God has ordained. It's very, very, very confusing days we're living today. But you have to understand this, that it's not something we experience by ourselves. John the Baptist is accused here of having a demon and, and, and saying, We have piped unto you and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and you have not lamented. In other words, why? Because he's really refused to mourn. And John the Baptist, when he demanded repentance or to rejoice with Christ, was rejected, telling, telling him he, he had a demon. So nothing really has drastically changed in terms of cultural, because he remains the same today and in, in worth than that. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a, a devil. Now, you have to examine this because if your environment where you go to church does not give you salvation of the lost, just the upkeep of witnesses and, 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 and easily uh, spending time on themselves, you need to ask yourself, has anyone, is the Holy Spirit, because the conviction of the Holy Spirit in life is salvation. What is the conviction of the Holy Spirit in the life of John the Baptist? The baptism of Jesus Christ. The thousands that he baptized. Come unto me who are labored and have rest and I'll give you peace. In other words, what I'm saying to you is that the mark of direction is to go toward where there's salvation. People ask me, why do I go to Cuba a lot? We have a Cuba trip in October. We're going to back to Peru in, in September. Why we're going to Brazil in June. Why do I keep going? Because there is salvation. That's thousands. We're going to baptize over 400,000 people. 400,000, I'm sorry. 400. <laughs> Evangelist gets a little carried away now and then. 400 people uh, uh, in, in, in Cuba in the fall. Why is that the case? Because the ministry of Bishop Ricardo Pereira and all the churches in the Carangay district are preparing the people to be baptized. And one of the greatest joys and privileges I have had is to be with Bishop Ricardo baptizing 400 people. And so, now look at verse 19. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man glut gluttonous, and a wine beer, a friend of the publicans, and sinners. That's the accusation toward the Lord Himself. They called Him... Uh, 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 a man eating with the poor, spending time with sinners, a friend of publicans, Matthew. Think about that. This is uh, the book of Matthew. So Matthew's talking about himself because he was once a sinner. And Jesus came into his house and dined with him and all his friends. And it was an unbelievable ministry to the tax collectors of that area. Roman lost a lot of money with the baptism of John the Bapt of John. So um, of Matthew, and so look at uh, verse nineteen, and I want to read uh, how how this whole thing is good. But wisdom is justified by her children. Wisdom justified both courses, that of John and that of Christ. Israel reject both. 
And so wisdom is justified of her children. The fruit of what you do, not how you do it. The fruit of what happens to you. Why do we keep on going to Brazil and taking people? Because all of them are saved, touched, anointed, cleansed, delivered, baptized by the Holy Spirit. Now, how long have we been going to Brazil? Fifty years. How long have we been going to Cuba? The same. How long have we been to Peru? About two or three years now we've been going to Peru. And what I'm saying to you, if you don't like my ministry, if you accuse me constantly about my Rick Bonfin ministries being a type of ministry that is not ordained of the Lord, uh, I, I must tell you, I'm not perfect. I must tell you, I have sins I confess before the Lord. I must tell you that I want to serve Him with all my heart. I must tell you that I will not give up according to that or respond to anything in me that accuses me that the blood of Jesus is not sufficient to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I'm not going to play any other game and go into any corner or rabbit hole to deal with that. All I know is that when I visit a church, when I visit a mission trip, when I go to Israel, as I just spent ten days over there last week, the fruits are obvious. As people are just anointed of the Lord, healed, delivered, and blessed. That was an unbelievable trip. I've been to Israel, uh, I don't know how many times, but I can tell you, this trip was the best trip I've ever been in. Ever been in. We visited Sodom and Gomorrah. Imagine. It took three hours to get there. And so, wisdom is justified of her children. Wisdom is justified by, by... what God wants to do and how God does it in your life, regardless if you made a mistake or not. And so, the Lord began to deal with this in a very serious manner. He's preparing the disciples to handle the situation. So let's go into verse 20 to 27. And it's apropos to today, because coming to Israel, from Israel, I visited Capernaum again. By the way, uh, everything changes in Israel. There are millions of new buildings. There are thousands of people in the streets. Thousands, literally thousands. When you go into the Wailing Wall and to the Ophel, uh, just next to it, the city of David, it's been excavated. The, the wall of the, of the Jebusites is excavated longer than i ever seen. Uh, we took the, 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 the dry tunnel all the way down to the Pool of Siloam. The Pool of Siloam is drastically changed. It's all new. It's larger than a pool. It's, it's about 60 feet. Oh, no, more, more than that. It's 100 feet by 50. It used to be just a little pot of water coming down out of the wall. Not anymore. Everything changed. Everything has changed. The Pool of Bethesda also is having all kinds of ramifications there. And so what I'm saying to you is that as you look at Israel today, everything changes. So I saw a new Chorazin. Oh, my goodness, the seat's been moved to the side, uh, the, the seat of judgment. Uh, that's why we go over there because it's the only synagogue that has a seat. Uh, and, of course, you know... Uh, Nazareth village is amazing. There's five groups, six groups at a time, one after the other. And uh, the group, by the way, the garden tomb is completely renovated with 150 seats staring at the, at the, 
at the uh, the skull uh, in Golgotha, where Jesus was crucified. Amazing how large he's become staring at that beautiful scene. So let's take a look at the at the, at the three cities that we visited this 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 trip, which was Capernaum. Oh, by by the way, uh, Capernaum is going to a lot of modifications and. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't simple. Uh, so let's take a look. Then began he to upbraid the, the cities, wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Now, 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 listen to me. God healed a woman in Atlanta. She's about to die, and a lot of people question that, and have doubts that she was healed. This young lady is running a marathon. She is completely healed. Cancer left her body completely from night to day. But it's very difficult to convince the Christians that God did something like that because it's impossible. The same thing happened in Capernaum. Woe unto you, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For for if the mighty works which were done unto you had been done entire in Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, which I exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. Oh my gosh, what a horrible thing. In other words, the Via Maris coming from Egypt, if you go to the Lake of Galilee and you stare at Mount Arbel, Right from, the, let's say, from Chorazin, looking down south on the Lake of Galilee, because Chorazin is, is right on the top uh, uh, between Capernaum and Bethsaida. By the way, by the way, the Catholic Church believes that uh, the three churches are not Bethesda, as it is in Matthew chapter 11, verse 20. It's not Chorazin. It's not, it's not, uh, 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 Capernaum, uh, it's actually Magdala. Now, when I saw that, 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 that uh, it just bothered me. How could you lie knowing that uh, it is Capernaum, the, the first city? For it, it's right here in the Scripture. I'm looking at it. And anyway, in looking at, uh, at the three cities, he says, shall be brought down to hell. Most of his inhabitants were went to hell. That's what Jesus is saying. Why? Because of unbelief. Unbelief is one of the greatest problems in the, in the cultural church today. Shall be brought to... For it mighty works which had been done in it, had been done in Sodom, it would be, remain until this day. Now, if you look at the second verse, the word Sodom here is S-O-D-O-M. It's in the south tip of the Dead Sea, going south, way down there. And we stop there, and we look at the Sodom Mountains. And of course, it's an unbelievable thing, because salt, it's all over, all over the top of the mountains. And uh, there's a smell of burned. We found rocks, they were black, burned rocks, pieces of clay burned from one side and clean on the other. The, ex, the, 
the, the, the proof of fire. It's all over those mountains. And I took a picture of the, of the cave 23 at the mountain of Sidon, where Lot and his daughters were hiding. At the same time, Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Why did God punish Lot's wife? Because of unbelief. The same thing with Sodom. The same thing with, with Capernaum. But the, the miracles that have happened in Capernaum had, had, would happen in Sodom. They would have been converted long ago. And so the Lord doesn't... What an indictment against Capernaum. What an indictment against the church in America. <coughs> what an indictment against unbelief. What an indictment about, about pastors that have a form of godliness but deny the power. Listen, I'm saying to you, you should be ashamed of what you do in the name of Christ. And you should repent. Because when there is sin and you repent, God can give you extended grace. And He said, But unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Oh, my goodness gracious. The Christ rejected is morally lower than the idolaters of Tyre and Sodom, or the citizens of Sodom, they ought to be punished accordingly. So the judgment of God is going to come, Jesus is saying, is going to come upon the liberal church in America who refuse to accept Christ as the only way to salvation. At the same time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, in heaven, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and have revealed them unto babies. So what am I, what am I reading here? There is an element of, of revelation from God in understanding these things. It's impossible to understand it until it's revealed to you. You can study, you can go to church, you can, you can teach, you can have a ministry... But if you do not receive a revelation from God confirming what the Scriptures is saying, because you, you see from a mental perspective instead of a spiritual perspective. Look what Jesus said. I thank you, O Father. Jesus is talking to God. Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent. And so God actually hides the revelation to understand the situation of the three cities. And so when I got to Magdala, the, 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 the chapel, which is a beautiful chapel, in the, in the city of Magdala, which is built after Mary Magdalene, and uh, she lived in a little town where they processed fish, and, and they found uh, a lot of evidence of the processing of fish to be sold. And so Magdala is interesting. And, and a big old sign outside of the church says that the three cities are... Magdala, Chorazin, and Bethsaida. Well, you see, whoever made that sign, it's got to be an ignorant priest who just thinks that he can change Scripture by putting a sign up front. What is the sign that God left that beautiful church empty and void? Because the nuns stand up front and say, Solid. So when we got into uh, Bethesda, the pool of Bethesda, right there on Lion's Gate, going into lunch 
uh, with uh, with Sister Bernadette from the uh, from the Austrian hospice place. By the way, Sister Bernadette retired; she's not there anymore. But after after uh, we we uh, we came into Bethsaida, Bethesda, Bethsaida, we saw a lot of evidence that the people were repenting. All over the world, there were so many people who couldn't barely walk. And so, Jesus is simply saying here, is that the revelation of the Holy Spirit unto your mind is the evidence that you are being led by the Spirit of God. The evidence that you receive a revelation from the Lord explaining to you but there's also evidence that God hid and hides revelation from you because you have no faith and you have unbelief in your heart. Now look at this. Because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent. God did this and had revealed them unto babies. Meaning, gentle in our, in our ministry these days, there are a lot of people that are walking with the Lord with a new vision, a new revelation. And, of course, there is a Marine called Mark Brineck, up from Tennessee. And his wife is, is, uh, is called Martha Brineck. And, and, of course, Martha was touched of God in Muriaé, Brazil, during a large meeting we had with this monster church. There's a development in, in Martha that is visible to see. She's gentle. She's tender. She's full of the Holy Spirit. She's loosed. She's not contrived. She is uh, just a baby in the presence of God. And the Lord blessed her tremendously as she prays for people. Everybody that Martha prays for, God is beginning to remodel, renew it, change. And, and, and that's people that get revelation. That's people that have been blessed of the Lord. It was an unbelievable trip. Everybody on that trip, 28 people, received a revelation from the Lord. Uh, I, 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 uh, one of the doctors that came to us, his name is uh, Tripp. And Tripp said to me, I, 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 I see the revelation of God coming at us and revealing to us. And I'll, I'll tell you the story uh, that brought Tripp to see it for the first time. I'm talking about revelation that God is giving and, of course, hiding from the wise and prudent because they do not understand by giving to babies. Now, I'll show you one of them. The question came from the group, why did Jesus went into Caesarea Philippi? Why? Why he walked two days from the Galilee area of Capernaum all the way across North, below Mount Harmon. It's an hour's trip by bus. It's a whole day walk. So why did Jesus bring the people and the disciples to a town called Caesarea Philippi? Answer me. I, I know that you don't have an answer. But let me share with you what Revelation does. Listen to this. Caesarea Philippi is actually the home of the pen god. The pen god is a god of fertility, a pagan god that had three large 
temples offered unto him by the people of the, of the day. And so it's a pagan site. At the time of Jesus, when he got there, there were three large sanctuaries, large structures. Why did Jesus went to Caesarea Philippi? The question is. You have to find the answer in what Jesus said. He said in Matthew 16 that you are Peter and on this revelation I'll build my church. Now before that he says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. What he's referring to here, the pen God. Jesus brought his disciples into a pagan, a pagan site in order to teach them that he will give all, all of us power against evil. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And a king of, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. And on this revelation, Peter, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what, what are you saying? He's saying that, that, that when you come in the presence of a pagan God, he says that to his disciples, that that type of thing will not resist, will not overcome the kingdom of God. For I have the keys of life and death upon my hands. Do you understand? He brought him into an environment that caused him to say these things because the, the, the environment is judged by the hand of God. Now that's revelation from the Lord. When you talk about Caesarea Philippi, you talk about the revelation that Jesus said unto the church. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind, looking at those temples, on earth is bound. Whatever you lose, on earth is loosed in heaven. And Peter, I'll build my church on that type of revelation. And this trash over here will not overcome the kingdom of God. He's talking, he's doing a practical study about it. Well, may the Lord help you today. I hope I brought you into verse, verse 25, chapter 11 of Matthew. I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord of earth. You have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and have hid from the wise and prudent, and have revealed them unto babies. I hope I'm one of those babies. I hope you are one of those babies. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow.